and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this The Darkest Timeline. I'm Lord Commander Ulrich, and with me as always is... His shield brother, Axel Wright. How are you doing today, Axel? Absolutely terrible, but I want to talk about it, so... Well, that's the right attitude for today's discussion. Never say we don't do anything for you guys, because we're going to talk more anime. Ooh, I like anime. Slagathor, when did you get here? I heard anime's call. What the hell does that mean? When the debate over sub versus dub arises, I'll be there. Filthy dubbers ruining anime. When over-exaggerated boob jiggle defies the laws of physics, I'll be there. When you learn your favorite waifu pillow is out of stock, I'll be there. When you see a cute girl and get a nosebleed, I'll be there with a tissue. When you doubt you can pass your math test, the power of friendship will be there. Me too. And when you put in a new anime and things get a little weird and tentacles appear and you tell yourself you should probably turn it off because it's a train wreck, but you also kind of want to know where the quote-unquote plot is going. But then your father comes in and as I desperately try to cover the TV with my hands and he sees aliens ripping your pants off and violently... Okay, let's, uh, we, we get the idea. No, I, I would have settled for a good story. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't watch all this anime for nothing, and <laughs> we will get demonetized so fast for a joke for that story. So uh, let's start with weirdness personified for me. Spirit away. Guys, what the hell's going on? Slagathor, you, you go. I know this won Oscars, and it's beautifully animated, but I literally have no idea what the hell is okay, going on. Actually, I will. I will. I got something to say about this. So okay. <laughs> um, when I first came up to... Uh, were college my first week of college i found out that my uh my college had an anime club i went and that first day we watched princess mononoke which was the first time i had actually watched a ghibli film i had heard about them growing up uh, you know and spending time at conventions and stuff i hadn't actually watched a lot of ghibli and now i still wouldn't say i've watched a whole lot of ghibli there's but, a lot of it yeah but like princess mononoke is definitely my my favorite one so Going in, uh, you know, all these years I've heard Spirit Away, Spirit Away. Everyone always does like their countdowns of the uh, the best Ghibli films. Almost always is Spirit Away. Like you said, it won Oscars. So I was like, all right, I sit down, finally watch it. And as far as I can tell, it's fine. It's Alice in Wonderland, but Japanese. I, I'm, I get the strong feeling that there's a lot of like stuff, metaphor and folklore going on that I just am not privy to. That That's if I, the feeling I get. Yeah, like if I understood it, I'm pretty sure I would like it a lot more. But as of now, I'm just like, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's fine, it's well, not as good as said said for okay. any of the films. But like, I know there's something else going on because there is not a movie they've done that doesn't have deeper subtext. But I got no idea what a giant-headed witch and a talking baby have to do with anything. Yeah, I've seen. This is my favorite Studio Ghibli film, and uh, I've seen it so many times, and. I don't even know what's going on. I just enjoy it. <laughs> Which is perfectly fine. I don't I don't begrudge you that. But it's just like for me, my favorite is Monoke and then probably Nausicaa, even though Nausicaa isn't actually a Ghibli film technically, but yeah. we put it in the canon. But like Nausicaa and uh, Monoke both have very obvious like deep themes about and, oh, yeah. you know, nature and and humanity and the growth of technology and stuff like that that I really attach myself to. But yeah. I feel like Spirit Away is so heavily steeped in Japanese folklore specifically that I just don't understand that I you know I feel like it's mostly lost on me. Yeah. 
Yeah. You guys hear they're building a Studio Ghibli Land in Japan? Sure. Sounds awesome. I think visuals alone it's going to be interesting, but... It's funny because I actually put, um, and I'm sure that again, people who understand these these things better than I do will tell me why this is wrong. But in my head canon of Ghibli films, I put Spirit Away next to something like Totoro because Totoro, I know, is deep. Like it has uh, people have explained to me how it's a metaphor for death and grief and stuff like that. But watching it, it really just feels like, a, you know a popcorn flick, a really pretty one, but still what it is, and that's the same kind of feeling I get from Spirit Away. Well, if someone could explain to me what's going on, I'd really appreciate it, because I have so many questions. I remember watching this when I was back in high school, and it kind of, I don't want to say scared me, but kind of freaked me out at first when I watched it, and that's sad to say, because I think I was like 16, and it freaked me out. Oh, there's some weird images in it. Well, it was mainly No Face. Uh, yeah. he, he really he really freaked me out. Uh, he is supposed to. <laughs> I know, I know he is, but like, I just, I'm a little ashamed to say at 16, I was scared of a freaking Studio Ghibli film. I oh. was creeped out by that stupid human faced deer in uh, Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. I hate that forest thing. God. I love, I love the Forest God. No, but... it's creepy. It is. Deer creepy. don't have faces. <laughs> and why they're easy to shoot. Forests are creepy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, with Spirit Away, also, and this is just a nitpick. Like, I am not actually criticizing the movie at all, but this movie is kind of gross. And there are a few times where I was just oh, like, gosh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, Spirit, or uh, like, Mononoke and Nausicaa both had, like, gore and creepy imagery. Like, nothing in Ghibli scares me more than the Ohm from Nausicaa, for instance. But, uh, yeah. but the amount of, like, vomiting and grossness in Spirited Away is just, I don't know. It's, it, 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 it squeaks me. Yeah. Well, at the very least, it's beautiful. Yeah, sure. It's gorgeous. I mean, I got no idea what's going on, but that is just beautiful. There's that scene uh, early on when she first meets the spider guy. It's funny because I, I had seen I've seen plenty of clips of the movie my whole life. I just hadn't sat down and watched the entire movie, and so I knew that he was like a spider guy. So the second we were heading towards him, and I was watching with my lady, I was like, "Hey, it's Spider Man," and she giggled at me. But point is, <laughs> that first scene where he's just like doing all the things at once with all his hands. I was wa- looking at it and I was like. This feels like Ghibli just showing off. Just this scene right here. <laughs> they wanted an Oscar. And I don't know where this came out in the American release of everything, but they got their Oscar. And honestly, they probably deserve more. I haven't seen a lot of these. I'm working my way through. I've got a lot of suggestions from a lot of people. Oh, you should watch this one. Oh, you should watch this one. And, well, you know, uh, it's always preempted by the, I know you don't like anime, but I know you'll like this. So, well, so in, all, in all fairness... Well, hold on. In all fairness, I want to say that um, Miyazaki himself, the guy behind Ghibli, has uh, stated that he does not consider his works anime. I personally don't agree with that. But that's because I see anime as an artistic movement that is not like confined to one set of companies or even one geographical location. So, but point we is, this discussion it's it's hard to define. Well, all artistic movements are, especially when they're currently happening. But point is that a lot of fans, even of anime, consider Ghibli films and Miyazaki's work in general to be their own category of thing, in a way. So. Well, we completely understand why uh, people 
very highly recommended that we watch this one and review it. It's it's quite obvious. But, they won an Oscar. I thought that was the whole reason. Well, and it's also very popular, but why don't we talk about something? Uh, not another movie, but how about a series that's also very popular? All right. How about one uh, that we know Ulrich likes? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. I don't, this one kind of came as an experiment because I got sick and tired of people telling me, watch Full Metal Alchemist. You'll like it. Watch Full Metal Alchemist. You'll like it. Watch Full Metal Alchemist. You'll like it. Like, fine. I watch it. See what it is. Nothing else on Netflix. And it starts out really weird because we kind of talked about that when we did that uh, movie review for Full Metal Alchemist, which Axel was so happy to watch. Uh, uh, I can't believe you did that to me. <laughs> I had to watch it right there next to you, and I watched the Death Note movie. So, Okay. I didn't do that. <laughs> I will not. Uh, yeah, this was a really good one because it didn't have any of the annoying tropes in it that well, I can't stand. I'm pretty positive I said it in the other video, but I'm going to say it again. The thing that makes Full Metal Alchemist, original Full Metal Alchemist, amazing in, for my money is that it's a story that really transcends its medium. I've always been of the opinion that while Full Metal Alchemist wouldn't even be in my top 10 favorite anime, if I want to introduce someone to anime as a concept, I will always start them with the original Full Metal Alchemist because I feel like it is is just such an inherently good story free from the trappings of anime as an industry that it's just the best way to, yeah it's just the best way to pull someone in i think it did pull a lot of people in when it ran on you know adult swim so. yes it did no brotherhood is a massive garbage fire i don't care what anyone else okay. has to say i have to i have to say you don't care but i will say i don't consider brotherhood a garbage fire i just consider brotherhood a disappointment comparatively uh, I know that it's closer to the manga or whatever, but that just means it's proof that an adaptation doesn't need to be accurate to be good. Because Brotherhood, to me, as an anime fan, I found Brotherhood boring, mostly, and a little too I conventional. couldn't make it through the first episode when they instantly started inserting anime tropes I can't stand. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Slagathor, you've, uh, what, full, full Metal Alchemist thoughts. Oh, I've just been thinking about Armstrong and, um... Greatest anime character ever. <laughs> I've just been uh, playing the joke over and over in his head, in my in my head, in his head, in my head about uh, when he was talking about his sister and everything, and everybody was imagining Armstrong in the dress, prancing <laughs> around and shit. Like that's one of my favorite scenes. And as soon as we started talking about FMA, that's exactly what's been going on through my head. So <laughs> no, Armstrong was a great character, but also kind of you know was the first time I realized, wait a second, are they German? And then, of oh, course, yeah. it's a reveal parallel universe to Nazi Germany, and I we mean, get that terrible movie. <laughs> I didn't pick that up until the very end, and I was like, oh, okay, Nazis. Well, um, this just got awkward. Well, I never picked it up until you said something. But then again, they I They have don't... that whole scene where they get transported into, you know, our world during World War II. Yeah, I don't pay that close attention. The only problem I have with it, and I'll let you guys give your final thoughts after this, is I didn't like that ending. The ending was cliff. It was way too cliffhangery for me. See, and then they I, made a movie to wrap it up, and the movie just made it worse. I like the ending. Now, Conquerors of Shambhala, um, which is the movie, right? Because there's another one that's Ishbala. I never, I never remember. But Conquerors Shambhala was okay. But I thought the ending of the anime was very appropriate. Something about the idea of the the two brothers spending all this journey to get their bodies back to do it, but then 
have to live the rest of their lives in separate worlds and to leave it like open enough that they are going to have adventures but the story that mattered the reason for this story was to see them get their bodies back once they did this story was done being told uh, yeah, but you want to live in nazi germany i'm not saying that I want to, I, I, but just because the main character ends up in a place that isn't good doesn't mean that the ending is like bad. It's it's just one of those things where like I like the ambiguity of the ending and how it is open to adventure, but also closes the story we were watching. So, right, so, so you want to weigh in on this, the ending, and <laughs> um, I honestly don't remember the ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> so, I like it, I, don't like it, and don't remember it. Perfect. So I will just say. It wrapped up well. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I honestly can't remember. Well, let's let's move on because we talked about <laughs> the entire video before. We're gonna move on to something that Ulrich hates. Now, funny thing, when I heard we were gonna watch this, I knew Ulrich would hate it. There was no question. There was no oh no. There was no no maybe about it. I love this show, people. but I. I knew Ulrich would hate it, and that's Oran High School host group. Oh. Yeah, as soon as soon as he said, "Let's do an anime show," uh, anim and and uh, put up a poll and see what you know our subscribers and stuff want to see and stuff. Before he did anything, I was like, "We're gonna watch Oran High School Host Club," and I know you're gonna hate it. And I picked it because I knew he was gonna hate it. And a couple of our subscribers were like, "You have to watch this. It's a great anime. It hurts to look at." See. It is great, but it's great in ways that are so completely opposite of Ulrich's sensibilities in every yeah. way. It so, hurts to look at. See, when it's I was unpleasant. in high school, when I was in high I school, hate it uh, so much. My third cosplay, <laughs> my third cosplay ever was from this show. So, I mean, it was also uh, pleasant because they all wear like suits, so you can wear it to like fancy stuff and whatnot. But I still oh. have. I still have the, the coat. But for anyone who doesn't know, for some reason, Oran High School Host Club is just a, um, I wouldn't say slice of life, reverse harem is closer. It's about this uh, girl who goes to this, um, and then, yeah, spoiler alert for the first episode, I don't care. But this girl who goes to this really fancy school, because she's really smart, but she's really poor, so she's in on, like, uh, scholarship, essentially. And she wanders, while well, looking for a place to study, she wanders into an extracurricular club room called the Oran Host Club, which is a bunch of pretty boys who basically play host to guests. They are literally a club of hosts, and they do it in themes and, and stuff like that. And then because she breaks a really expensive vase, she has to work for them, and they find out that she's really good at being a host by pretending to be a boy. So they have her do that. Makes no sense. Oh, Your arrow's in the background keying you into, oh, there's going to be a joke here soon. Oh, and you also have to remember they the the pretty boys also play into the tropes. You've got the pair of twins that you know act like they're madly in love with each other. Yeah, why is there implied and... incest? I want that answered. You people that said I had to watch this, why is there implied incest? Ah, uh, <laughs> more than implied. Anyway, oh, uh... <laughs> real quick, put the cards on the table. I set myself a rule going into this. I had to watch at least six episodes because I figured six episodes. I would get a good feel for it. And, you know, Slagathor and Ulrich, they had seen these all the way through. They had more of an issue. I made it three episodes in, and I couldn't do it anymore. It physically hurt. Which is fine. I, I do not blame you. Like I said, I knew you would hate it going in. I, I still think it's good. I'm not saying that you have bad taste in any way. I'm just saying that your sensibilities are so opposite of everything the show is trying to do. Because it, it is a comedy, 
but it's also it's also a very emotional shoujo story it's it's a lot about what these characters are going through like personally and it's just done through very uh in a way it's a parody of the of the harem setting i mean it wasn't the first reverse harem by any means but it was one of the first reverse harems to seemingly be so self-aware of its own reverse harem-ness <laughs> so it's it's in some ways a deconstruction in other ways it's an homage but if it's torture if the, <laughs> if the idea of a comedy reverse harem with a bunch of pretty boys uh is appealing to you by the way when i first got to college I had a friend, Doug, who uh, Doug is like a football guy and, you know, very sporty and uh, a closet geek. Like He likes some geek stuff, but he didn't like anyone to know about it. I showed him some of the first episode and he was uh, very similar to Ulrich. I'm not saying you're going to change your mind, Ulrich. I'm just saying this is what happened. Uh, then I made him watch like two or three more episodes and suddenly he realized that his personality was essentially a toned down version of Tamaki, the main boy <laughs> character. And he was hooked from that point. <laughs> so, just so saying that, like, he's gonna come knocking on your door. <laughs> it's it's an important. Oh, um, personally, a Slagathor made a comment about dubs versus subs in the beginning. Personally, I think yeah. that if the dub and sub are roughly equal, or even if the dub is good, I will prefer a dub. And that is true for the most part. And I agree with that. And Oron, with one caveat, the opening song is so inferior in English. <laughs> Just want to put that out there to any actual, you know, anime fans. <laughs> well, Agatha, you watched and enjoyed this. Okay, I never said I enjoyed okay. it. Okay. I can see where people think this is a good anime, and I I would call it a mediocre anime, at least for myself. Uh, there's a lot of times I had to force myself to get uh, to watch certain episodes and stuff, but I found myself laughing at certain jokes, too. So that's why I'm calling it a mediocre anime. I didn't overly enjoy it, but I didn't hate it. Uh, but I took a lot of glee in knowing you were going to watch it and <laughs> it was going to hurt you. I think the whole reason anyone suggested is they're like, we need to make him suffer because it's whatever slight he's done before. It's one of those shows for me that is extremely polarizing. So uh, it's one of those things where like, I can like it and also not blame anyone for having literally any other opinion about it. So exactly. both, both of your opinions are totally valid. No, I mean, when I say I don't like anime, I'm just going to say this, because this represents everything I don't like about anime rolled into one. You obviously need to watch Sword Art Online then. <laughs> don't give them ideas. We're going to do a second episode. <laughs> yep. Well, then let's move on to something that uh, I am bracing myself for, because uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Berserk. Now, Berserk is important to me. It's not just good. It is important. It's the only tattoo I have on my whole body. Me and two of my best friends in the world all got uh, marks of pain in you know around our chest area, different places. Like mine's on my left shoulder, which is a symbol that represents essentially saying "fuck you, fate." I I control my own destiny because that's in a lot of ways the theme of Berserk. Now, Berserk has a few adaptations. It's originally a manga by uh, uh, Kentaro Mura, who's the best in the business, I don't care what anyone says. And the manga is just absolutely far superior to any of the adaptations because the guy is like an amazing artist and his panels have ridiculous amounts of detail in them. That being said, there was an adaptation in the uh, early 90s um, 
that is pretty good, but it's an adaptation of basically the prequel to the whole story. I think I, I describe it as if they made Game of Thrones, but the entire show was about Robert's rebellion as opposed to the actual books. That's kind of what this Berserk adaptation is. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. And Berserk is about a uh, medieval kind of area, so actually a very Game of Thrones-like world. A guy who basically is the most hardcore character in fiction ever, who uh, is a mercenary, and uh, you watch him basically fight through terrible, terrible things that happen to him over and over again. <laughs> His name is Guts. He, he's a badass, and that's really the main crux of the story. I, I personally yeah. think if someone watches six episodes of it when they aren't hooked, I will not push it on them anymore because I think that's fair. But the point is, it's important to me, and if Ulrich doesn't like it, I am not interested in hearing him bitch about it, is my whole thing I'm getting to. But you go ahead. Well, yeah, we've, we've talked about Berserk a lot on the podcast. And this is one you've been telling me I need to watch over and over and over and over, I think, since you discovered it. So let's go ahead and rip some Band-Aids off right at the start, and I'll make memories. One... The Harry Potter movies are poor adaptations at best, and garbage at worst. Okay. Boondock Saints is not a good movie. It never was a good movie. It just got a lot of hype. And Berserk is okay. Uh, I remember watching this a while ago. I No, I was like maybe, I was pretty young, like early teens or something like that. I remember thinking it was pretty good and stuff, and then I uh, rewatched it with Ulrich and... Uh, the animation, I had a hard time getting through. You can tell it's an old style. Like, the animation for it and stuff is pretty old and everything. And I think that's one of my... That was one of my problems rewatching it. And I think that was one of his, too, was... It was just so kind of old. It's well, that, not well, that's why, well animated. Well, that's why I put forward. Because I hear that a lot. And I'm not bothered by that, personally. But that's why I put forward that this is better as a manga, because the manga is ri ridiculously, gorgeously drawn. Now, not the beginning. It, like, Mira was still pretty... I mean, this is a fucking, like, old manga. It's been going on for, like, years. And at the beginning, the style was good, but not great. But uh, if you see some of his most, like, not even his most recent, but, like, um, a little under halfway through the whole thing, it, it becomes, like... Any panel can be a fucking like Renaissance painting, ridiculous levels of good. And you just, you can't animate that. There's mm -hmm. not a budget for that, which is why the, uh, in 2016, they started trying to turn into an anime, but to deal with that budget constraint, it's heavily CG and it sucks. It's so bad that I don't recommend yeah. it at all, even though as, I love Berserk. As I'm watching this, I'm seeing a lot of things that are good, like... They've toned down this stupid armor that is so common in historical anime. Um, but yeah, the first thing I noticed was, okay, it's got real big ambitions, but this is some really bad animation. I keep hearing characters talk about, oh my god, he's so fast and so nimble, and there's just the same repeated cell of animation over and over again. Which is... I think it's a fine criticism. I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward that if you think it's okay and you can get through that, I really do think you should finish the whole thing because the what you're watching is called the Golden Age arc, and like I said, it's it's a prequel basically of the story. And if you get through it, and uh, especially the ending, because the ending of the anime is fucking insane. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> um, and you're still interested. 
like the manga is the way to enjoy this story like properly yeah. or even if even if you're interested in the story and you don't want to see the animation anymore i highly recommend giving the manga a shot i honestly believe he's not going to read the manga because that's just not his style but i do believe uh we're gonna finish it up because we're not saying it's a bad uh anime at all um but it's just so it's so goofy it's sometimes hard to get through well, oh, and that's what? my other thing. The thing that, well, because like I said, I may try, I don't know. But here's the other thing. And this, I kind of didn't realize it until I was on the sixth episode. I have the same problem with this that you do with Viking. Mm, okay. I'm noticing the minor historical inaccuracies and the weird little historical tweaks. Like okay, watching you're... a guy with a cavalry saber take out a guy in full plate armor. You are allowed to feel that. I will say that the reason why it bothers me in Vikings is largely just because it's on the History Channel. <laughs> so I feel like the nitpicks get a little more frustrating, whereas Berserk isn't meant to be realistic. Like, it's meant to be grounded. So many respects. Like, there's some really cool stuff. Like, the castles all look well animated, and the armor is mostly period accurate, and the combat and whatnot. But then there's these weird little things that just... It bugs me enough, and it's like I, I uh, all right, and, and I know it's it's how it's animated. Yeah, like, and I, I know what uh, it was a lot more fluid. That's the thing. The biggest thing was that the animation feels very stilted. Which is why I'm saying, like, I, I I figured that Ulrich wouldn't read the manga unless like he had a real reason to. Because I know Ulrich reads comics, so there's no reason he don't wouldn't watch or read something with still images. And I'm saying if you're gonna read any manga ever, period, any one of them, it's Berserk. Like, there's a reason why Berserk generally gets number one or two in every, like, manga poll for the last uh, 15 years. It's just, it's a ridiculously good manga. <laughs> oh, for why the anime, though. anime so popular, then? Because I was, like, was watching this, like, this is okay, but I don't understand the cult following. Uh, see, again, the problem is that it can't be adapted really well because of the crazy amount of detail in the manga. It'd just be way too expensive. Uh, you ever heard of um, line economy? No. So line economy is this concept in um, anime, and it, it goes under a few different names, but that where the more complex a uh, style is, the stiffer the animation has to be in order to handle the cost. A great example of this is uh, a regular at Magic High, where all the characters wear these uh, uniforms with a lot of detail in them. Now, because these uniforms are so detailed, they have a high line cost, essentially. So most of the scenes involve them just standing and their lips flapping. On the other hand, a show, lab, a show like Mob Psycho 100 has characters with extremely simple character designs, so their line cost is really low, so they're animated all the time. Like, their hands are constantly moving. They move like real, you know, living people because they can afford to do it. Mira's style in the manga is so insanely detailed that the only ways to try to adapt it into an animated medium are to either do what they basically did, and this was in the early 90s, which is tone down the detail a lot and still use a uh, pretty stiff animation for the detail that still exists, or use a, something like computer uh, animation, but even then the movements are really stiff and like his his work just doesn't adapt well, which is why it's it's really best to read. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I really wanted to like this because a lot of people have told me. But between just you know the weird little historical 
bits and the stiff animation. It didn't work. But I do want to talk about Zod. Oh, one sec. Before we talk about Zod. Um, because Neil before Zod. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> an important thing with the anime. If you can... For anyone listening, if you can get over kind of old animation, like if you are fine watching older television in general, like you can appreciate a story, even though you can tell it has budgetary constraints. I'm talking to anyone who likes old Doctor Who, old Star Trek, or even, you know, older anime things like old Gundam and shit. Like if any of that is fine for you, if story trumps that kind of thing, then give the old uh, Berserk a shot, but skip episode one, watch the rest of it from episode two on then come back and end on episode one. The reason being that episode one actually takes place after the events of the entire show, and it makes more sense to end there. The reason why the anime was made that way is because, like I said, the entire uh, Golden Age arc is a prequel, so they were having the first episode be more like proper berserk story, and they flash back, but it feels more coherent to watch it two on and end on episode one. Just a warning. Now, Zod! Zod yeah, because he went on and on and on and on and on and on and on about Zod. Zod shows up in episode start, six. Zod is the uh, basically Berserk's god of war. He he's this big, crazy-looking demonic dude um, who has existed for a long time, like eons. Who just goes to a battlefield, picks a uh, doesn't even pick a side, just goes to where the the fights are thickest, and starts murdering people looking for a challenge, and. Uh, he- I know we haven't gotten that far in our whole 40K series, but you realize what he is, right? What is he? He's an avatar of corn, right down to the design. Sure. Like, I, when I he totally goes full that. demon, I'm like, wait a second. That's a blood letter or a bloodthirster. Yeah, right down to the horns, the wings, and the big dog face. Uh, I would say that, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Uh, or no, uh, I agree with that. Now, Zod, as he's saying, is a demon, and when he goes full demon form, he basically becomes this big minotaur-looking beast with giant bat wings. So, no, when I watched that, I almost sent you a picture of, uh, you know, bloodthirster of corn going, "Is this Zod? Because it looks like Zod." And all he's missing is, you know, maybe some bronze armor. And I, you know, joked just like that. I said, "All right, bring on the orcs. This anime just got a lot more interesting." Well, uh, Warhammer 40k first came out in 1987. And Berserk first started coming out in 1989, so I wouldn't be surprised Warhammer if there was inspiration Fantasy there. Warhammer came out in 83, though. No, no, I was saying that Berserk came out two years after Warhammer 40k, so oh. I'm, I'm saying that I wouldn't be surprised if there was inspiration there, sure. Well, I have heard that Warhammer, both the old fantasy and 40k, is big in Japan. Like, they yeah. get limited releases in uh, Japan. See, Golden Age is mostly concerned with, like, very grounded stuff. But the actual story proper in Berserk starts getting fucking insane and introducing a lot more. They're called apostles, people who basically gave up everything for power and become demons. And the the designs get crazy. Yeah, and I think that was the other thing that kind of put me off. I was like, okay, I can kind of get into this. I can ignore the historical bits. I can enjoy this as a historical anime. Which, folks, if there's some good historical animes out there, let me know. I think I'd like to watch more of those. And then all of a sudden, I've got corn demons running around, and it was a gear shift for my brain going, all right, we're in Warhammer Fantasy now, okay? That's a better way to think about it. Think about it as Warhammer Fantasy, and think about Guts as, like, uh, basically a, a Primaris Marine walking around amongst humans. So That was the other thing, and that kind of bugged me. And it's, no, it's just kind of a person, I don't 
like lone hero stands that don't make sense. And again, it was all my historical things like guts charges in counter charges, a heavy cavalry charge. He doesn't come out of that alive. Well, I, just, guts is I couldn't to turn be... off my historical brain. Okay, historical brain, fine. But again, I, I don't like Berserk isn't meant to be historical. So I get, I get, I get it though. So um, all this it is to say, ended up working against it for me, I guess. Yeah, but like I said, if you can if you can get through it, I really do highly recommend you watch the whole thing. But if you're not interested after episode six, I wouldn't blame you either because I feel like people pushing heavily their suggestions onto people is really frustrating. But I think if you get into the story proper for Berserk, you will enjoy it because it is is even when it gets like very high fantasy, it still feels a lot more like a like its own, like it's super inspirational now. A lot of things are inspired by it, but it doesn't feel like anime to me in any way. It feels like it's its own separate story that's this huge, important thing. So, like, have you got anything to really say about Berserk? Uh, no. I said it before. I watched it a while ago, rewatched it, kind of not really interested in it. Uh, it's just, I, it's just nothing I'm really interested in. So, quiet because i don't have anything to say about it oh and if you decide not to watch the rest or read the rest then just go watch the death battle guts versus nightmare to give you a frame of reference as to what kind of stuff happens in the manga <laughs> plus yeah, it's a great no, death battle. i've seen that one it gets crazy like i said i want to try and like this i may give it more of a shot because there's a lot to like but at the same time there's just all these little things that don't work for me I will accept that. I, I, I will also say one more thing. Guts is an extremely complicated character who seems very simple at the beginning, and that's completely intentional. So, like, I, I hate edgy characters in general, and Guts seems like he's going to be that, the lone wolf, I hate everyone kind of character, when he's actually basically the opposite of it. And watching him grow as a character through the story is one of the best joys I've had enjoying a story ever. So, all right, Slagathor, do you want to lead us into your favorite? I think list thus far. <laughs> oh, please fairy no! Tale. Oh no! Your favorite? I love really? fairy tale. Game One Piece. <laughs> oh jeez, no! That's that's what Christopher Sabat calls it, and I totally agree with him. <laughs> I haven't seen enough One Piece to really weigh in on that one. Slagathor, any rebuttal? One Piece is boring. Fairy tale is not. There you I, have it, folks. I have to highly disagree with her on this. As someone, <laughs> as someone who has imbibed a lot of both of those uh, <laughs> stories. I just enjoyed Fairy Tale a whole lot more than I did watching One Piece. I got tired of One Piece very quickly. Oh, we're not here to talk about One Piece. I'm just making a no. joke that, like, the general conception <laughs> is that Fairy Tale, well, not general conception, Christopher Sabat's joke was that it's gay One Piece. And I, as someone who has read a lot of One Piece and read a lot of Fairy Tale, think it's extremely accurate. So, Stagathorpe, lead us into the whole setup of the thing because I've only seen six episodes. Well, it's uh, I, I'm terrible at this because I don't know what to say really. Uh, well, there's magic, and it's fantasy, and we watched this one the same time we did Seven Deadly Sins, so it kind of blends together in my brain. So, uh. like I like I've said before, I don't really pay attention to a lot of the details. I just know that there's magic people and non-magic people, and there's a council of magic people that watch over these other magic people. That these magic people are okay, if I might, like if I might, guild leader. 
If I might translate this, if you don't mind. (laughs) Fairy tale is a medium-ish fantasy story where it's a setting where magic is very common day. Uh, Not not that everyone can use it, but a lot of people can. And so they form together into guilds. Think, you know, your MMO, you know, style guilds. It's literally just that. A bunch of magic people come together, form a group, call it a guild, go out, search for treasure, do jobs, try to... It's like, it's a lot like early Naruto, except instead of ninjas, they're mages. But they're not mages in the conventional sense, because a lot of them still fight people with their fists and stuff. In fact, one of the best mages in the entire show, her magic is just called Requip, so that she can equip whatever swords or armor she wants at a given moment, but she still fights with her swords and armor. Uh, the main character, Natsu, is this guy who was raised by a dragon, and so because of that, he learned Dragon Slayer... Uh, magic which means he can eat fire to make himself heal and be stronger and he can control fire he's a pyrokinetic essentially and and yeah that's really all the show well the show um well okay i'm gonna clarify and put this forward i've only watched a little bit of the show i've read a shitload of the manga so i i know the story very well like 400 episodes on netflix or there's there's so many and it's not even all uploaded yet yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a shonen. It's a it's one of the long form shonen. Uh, yes. So fairy tale strengths are basically the same strengths that Naruto had, where it has a main character that's largely kind of annoying, but is a very much a cipher in that kind of Goku sense. But it's filled with tons of side characters that all have very distinct personalities that it's easy to find at least one you can latch on to. Uh, the animation in the anime, at least, is pretty gorgeous. They they do some CG during the magic, but it doesn't uh, overstay its welcome. And it doesn't get really in the way. Its style is relatively bog standard, but if you like Rave Master, you'll like this. It's maybe the same guy. So yes, the characters are all pretty enjoyable. Uh, there, I don't. I personally haven't come across a character I didn't like. The one thing about Naruto that it does that it differs from. Uh, the fights and stuff do not go on forever. That's the one thing I yeah. like about this anime is it does not follow what a lot of the bigger animes do. It doesn't go on forever when they fight. It's not like ten episodes. Well, in just with a few exceptions. Stuff. I mean, Natsu fight fought Gajil for fucking ever. So. Yeah, th- that that <laughs> is true, but it doesn't last every single battle. Yeah, well, it's also because they have a shitload of characters fighting, so not every match can... It, again, it's the One Piece thing, where One Piece has got ten main characters, so since each yeah. one of them is usually having a fight, each fight lasts at most two episodes, usually. And so Fairy Tail has a similar thing going on, where Fairy Tail has uh, a core of about five characters. Let's see, um, Natsu, Urza, Grey, uh, Summoner, Chick Lucy... Um, so actually like four, like a core of like four main characters and everything else is kind of like yeah. characters. So now uh, I did, I do have to say, I did like the fact that gray made DC, uh, Ulrich laugh. Uh, the fact that he's always losing his clothes made him <laughs> laugh. I thought that was, uh, I've always found that funny, but I just found that funny that, that it, uh, that it made him. Well, it makes, no, like I said, the comedy, I gotta get the comedy. in This was pretty good, but I also kind of chuckled because I suddenly flashed back to Unvog describing us in the same, you know, sense. They started as friends, but it always ends in an argument. Hmm. And I, I, I turned to Slagathor and I went, am I the pantsless one or is Axel the pantsless one? Oh, you're definitely the pantsless one. I've watched you get drunk and strip. So. <laughs> yep. That's probably true. <laughs> Watch you uh, strip down to nothing but a kilt and dance around singing about 
I don't know, stuff. <laughs> okay, but you've never been there when he's gotten drunk and has listened to somebody saying that he needs to go streaking and running around the house. I, I believe you. I don't need to be there. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, when did this turn into, let's tell Slagan, uh, drunken stories about, oh, la-di-da. He had to suffer through anime, which he doesn't really like. But okay, I will say- here's the thing. Fairy tale, if, if any listeners out there, if you are a fan of things like One Piece or Naruto or Dragon Ball Z, uh, anything like that, give fairy tale a shot. Maybe you'll like it. I liked it for a very long time. I'm, I'm going to put forward two things, though, uh, two caveats about that. One, fairy tale the story has a real problem with bringing up questions at the end of every arc and never answering them. At the end of the first arc, uh, so I remember I, I mentioned how Natsu has a dragon for a father. Well, he has not seen that dragon, whose name is Ignil, since he was a child. So his main quest is to find his dragon dad. In the manga, at least, at the end of like the first arc, we see a scene of Ignil talking to a shadow in a cave. Hundred and fucking eighty chapters later, no comment about that ever. No. No reference to it. And they keep doing that. Every arc, more questions that they never come back to. So that by the time I got to the you know, 200th chapter, I had a list full of like about all these scenes that they never, ever reference again. Now, I've been told after I stopped reading that they started coming back and answering a lot of those questions. But it frustrated me to the point of stopping watching it. I've never, I never actually noticed that before. But now that you pointed it out, I, I see it all. Yep. Well... I got six episodes, and I thought it was mildly enjoyable. Yeah, I'm seconds. hesitant to dive into it because of the 200, 300, whatever plus episodes I have to get through. I don't <laughs> want to commit myself to that. That's a lot of, you know, that's Second a lot to a show. Second caveat, and, and this is why I think you should not watch it, Ulrich. I think there are a better long-form anime for you to watch, and here's why. Fairy Tale is, to my eyes as someone who's read a lot of manga watched a lot of anime you know i started the dragon ball z like most american fans um fairy tale is one of the most distilled shonen i've ever seen as in every shonen cliche and trope that you can put in a shonen is there in fairy tale and i realized it during a scene uh i don't know like around chapter 170 or so where you had two female characters who were working together, one who was a good guy, one who used to be a bad guy and is a good guy now, fighting a third girl, and that third girl knew that one of them, you know, had a crush on some guy, so she threatened him. So then the, the girl with the crush suddenly got a burst of power, and so she's, like, standing there with this power flowing around her, and there was this panel of the other girl like looking back behind her with her head slightly tilted and the odd amazed face watching the power up. And I was looking at this scene, like I've seen this in every shonen ever. And yeah. once I, and once I noticed that I noticed that fairy tale does it all the time. Not just that scene, anything that's a shonen cliche fairy tale will do it and will do it a lot. So I noticed a lot of the anime tropes. I hate, you know, the big teardrop, the, weird faces, the random chorusing background stuff. And the one thing I want to talk about, like, that I thought was really weird, it has, the first episode has some real weird tonal shifts, at least for me personally. I don't know if this is an anime thing or not, but we go from kind of comedy about this, you know, sorcerer using a love spell and whatnot, 
ho, 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 ha, 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 to date rape. <laughs> By the way, I, I feel bad a little bit because I don't want to like if, – if you really love fairy tale that much, I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm just trying to say like I read a lot of it. I was really into it for a long time, but these things caught up to me, and I want to warn anyone who's trying to make a commitment to a show as long as this that these oh, things no. happen. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. I do enjoy this show quite a bit, uh, but towards the end of whatever amount uh, Netflix has and stuff, I got tired of it, but that's just because that's just who I am. But I can still, it's still fun and stuff, but what you say and what anybody else says, it never offends me or anything, because I, I see exactly what you mean. And Yeah, but you're a reasonable person, and we're on the internet. Reasonable <laughs> people are few and far between on the internet. Okay, well, I know I'm going to get hate mail over Berserk. I have one more thing to say about Fairy Tale then, which is a lot of the big shonen, well, a lot of long form shonen will do a thing called a time skip. Uh, Naruto had it where like two or three years went by and all the characters come back together. Uh, I think Bleach had it. I don't know. I stopped watching Bleach after it, you know, got bad. <laughs> but you know, a lot of shows will do it. Dragon Ball Z did it. Um, One Piece did it. So when Fairy Tale did it, I was like, all right, sure. Uh, time skip, and it's like seven years or something like that, but I was almost personally insulted because in all those other shows, when they do a time skip, it's, it matters. Like in Naruto, when they do the time skip and all the characters come back, all of them have learned completely new things. The story is completely different. In Fairy Tale, the way the time skip works is that all the main characters in the Fairy Tale guild get pulled into like a pocket dimension or some shit. Seven years go by, they get thrust out having no experience of those seven years so for them time just happened like that so none of our main characters have changed so you think okay maybe it's they come to see the world and oh their guild's destroyed so the next arc will be about them building their guild back one chapter later it's fixed everything's back to normal <laughs> fucking nothing happened nothing changed the time skip was goddamn meaningless and it, i felt personally insulted by it so that's when i stopped reading that is literally the point where i was like i am done with this story so, just warning, warning people. <laughs> so there you go. You got three opinions. Slagathor loved it. I thought it was okay, and Axel was personally offended. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so before we, uh, you know, wrap up, why don't we just go around the group and, you know, of the animes we talked about, which would you suggest someone that's totally new to anime? Slagathor? Uh, definitely Spirited Away. Spirit Away is what you say to start? Just because it's a movie, you don't have to try and go, okay, watch X many episodes, you know, really, you know, all this other stuff. It's it's a fun thing. It doesn't have too much in it. The, the only thing that I agree with is there's a lot of vomiting in it, but I don't think that would really bother too many people. I just, I honestly think a Studio Ghibli would probably be the easiest way to get somebody into watching it. All right, Axel? Well, you know that's not a fair question, because I already said uh, Fullmetal Alchemist, to me, is the single best starter anime, and I don't feel like I need to elaborate on that anymore, so I will instead use my time to say, not a starter anime, but I will again push, if you are into anime at all, or even into historical fantasy, or not historical, but you're into fantasy, give Berserk a shot. You owe it to yourselves to at least give it a shot. Well, I'm also going to say Fullmetal Alchemist and use my time to talk about Berserk. What is with the opening? <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> can we? Can we just? I, I forgot when we were talking about Berserk that that was a thing. No, it's no, no. Berserk, Berserk, cheery, Berserk happy, is famous for having an opening that is not at all indicative of what's going on in the story. Because the story is a dark, grimy, 
like tale of a guy fighting against fate and the worst things possible. And the opening is literally like, and happy. And I am like, what's going on? Did now, I admittedly, me? I've come around and I love it, but I love it ironically. Like it's, it's not, it does not fit berserk at all at all, but it is a fun song. So yeah, you're completely right about that. Sure. Don't. So anyone who hasn't seen it, don't let the opening fool you. The show is dark as fuck. <laughs> this has got a really off-toned <laughs> yeah. opening. All right, so let's just head straight into suggestions of the week, and I'll kick us off with, uh, as many of you know, we have been on SoundCloud for a while, and I've just been digging around trying to find some other podcasts, and I came across the Sincast, which is the official podcast of CinemaSins. And... It's a damn good podcast. They come out, you know, once a week. It's the guys behind Cinema Sins talking about movies and whatever else. Um, I especially recommend it if you judge your movies off the Cinema Sins because they come out and say, that's not what we intend to do. That is the opposite of what we intend to do. And it's really good because a lot of times they go into, you know, what they actually thought of the movie. They just got done sinning. Um, it's funny, well-paced. It's only about like an hour and a half long, so not too long a podcast. Give them a try. I have nothing to add, mostly because I don't like Cinema Sins, but you know, more power to them. Do <laughs> uh, you have anything to add, Sagathor, about the Cinema Sins thing? I don't watch them, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> All right, there you go. Just have Ulrich's word for it. Uh, my suggestion, I admit, isn't really a proper suggestion. I have been really busy Um work has hit me pretty hard and i am going to be working like 12 hour days every day this month uh weekends included so like so yeah i'm gonna be fucking miserable for a while so because that i've not a whole lot of time to do anything but my girlfriend has uh we went swimming yesterday and she ordered this thing uh from a site called fin fun now i found it a little goofy but it's it's a mermaid tail that you can wear and then you can <laughs> swim and it's got like you know fin and it actually does speed you up if you know how to i mean my girlfriend was on the swim team well swim class and team when she was in uh, high school she's obsessed with the water and she's a natural swimmer and she loves mermaids so she swims really well she can do the dolphin swim thing really well and it's a nice piece of uh cloth material um it it uh has a lot of good it like has plenty of sizes it costs like a hundred and some bucks plus shipping because it's you know handmade essentially but i know that there are many many girls in the world who wish who wish they were mermaids so if you want to feel like a mermaid for a bit check out fin fun we are not sponsored by the way just gotta put that out there <laughs> oh, not, not sponsored fin fun just... is interested we are open <laughs> it's just something interesting that i saw that i'm like if you're not aware of this and you love mermaids go check it out I will just say I will probably never check it out because I know me and I would put it on, trip, and fall and drown. Unfortunately. So. <laughs> I, I'm going to steer clear, but I might send my sister that way because uh, she's talked quite often about wanting to be a mermaid. So sure she'll love it. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, my, my suggestion is the Tomb Raider games. Uh, I have been replaying them in anticipation for the newest game coming out in September. I already have it pre-ordered and everything, like with the big old deluxe edition and stuff. I'm super freaking excited. 
Um, I just, I don't know. I find the games really enjoyable. I've played them since the very first one. I've played every single one of them many, many times. Uh, the newest, the newest uh, trio, I guess. You know, it's, it's Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. You played, yes. you played the original, like blocky Tomb Raiders. Yes. I uh, love my those. dad, <laughs> me, my dad, and my aunt, we all had a PlayStation, and we had. We had the walkthrough book. We even called up that 1-800 number to get help and everything for it. We nice, played nice. every single one. Um, yeah. I well, Tomb Raider is a goddamn steeple of video games. There's a reason Laura Croft is like the sex symbol of video games. Take that what you will. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. but the original, but the original uh, games, yeah, on PlayStation, I adore them. I'm not a huge fan of the newest ones, mostly because... I have problems with like the latest crop of you know video game habits, which uh, they kind of fall prey to. But if uh, if you're a Tomb Raider fan, it sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah, the one thing I do wish is that they had a bit more, I guess, puzzles and stuff to them. I know they've been getting better with the tombs and making the tombs harder and stuff, but there haven't been any puzzles. And the original Tomb Raider games are very much known for the puzzles. Those and, puzzles were hard as hell. Oh gosh, yes, I know. But it wouldn't hurt to put puzzles in the games. And I think that would make it a much more enjoyable experience, especially for us old-time Tomb Raider fans and stuff. But I just wanted to suggest playing the games, giving them a shot. You can get them on both PlayStation and the Xbox. Um, it's just I am super excited for the newest one coming out in September. So... I got nothing. I never really played the Tomb Raider games. I had friends that did it, but that was never my thing. I played a lot of Gauntlet and Twisted Metal with my PlayStation I, games. I did that too. <laughs> but yeah, old Tomb Raider was great. All right. Well, uh, firstly, I'd like to thank Slagathor for coming on and helping us talk about anime, because otherwise this would be an incredibly one-sided discussion between me and Axel. Yeah, but to be honest, I don't feel like I contributed much, seeing as how it's just mine is I liked it. I didn't like it. So that's hey, more always, than always pleasant. Why did the one person with the weird hair do the one thing? <laughs> and then 20 minutes of Max going, okay, listen, that wasn't a weird guy with weird hair. That was actually an ancient god named Hergenfurter. And he wasn't doing a weird thing. It was actually some. And then he goes on to a 12 syllable description of the attack. Have you been watching Maiden Abyss? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, by the way. I'm, Maiden Abyss is really good, but it's really, really fucking creepy and scary so all right so if we didn't talk about one of the animes you suggested or you want us to talk about you know some in the future don't worry we had so many suggestions when we you know did this to our just our local group we had to split it into two parts um if you like it this episode please share it like it let us know you like this episode so we will know that you want to see us do another one um as always thank you for listening again be sure to like share and subscribe uh leave a comment down below if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or you just want to tell me i'm wrong about berserk or you want to tell Ulrich he's wrong axel he's wrong about fairy tale and it's really the greatest anime ever what have you um we are also on twitter and patreon you can complain to us there what was that i said good luck <laughs> <laughs> as always this has been lord commander Ulrich. And a shield brother, Axel Wright. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable.